Neil Singh, you're on your first Dino Dad chat. I didn't have my guitar. Sometimes I make a song up in the beginning, but you're on a Dino Dad chat. How are you doing today? I'm good, Dino Dad. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm thanks for having me. Uh, you can I, also call I... me Noah. I mean, Dino Dad is like the name, but you can call me Noah. It's fine. I I, I know the difference. I mean, is, is it okay if I prefer to call you Dino Dad? Sure, you could call me Dino Dad. Somebody called me Dino Daddy. I started to feel a little weird about that, but that that's okay too. Was that off of like Tinder or something, or or just? No, some... uh, it was just another comedian though. He just he just would call me Dino Daddy. And, and oh, I, you started calling yeah. Dino Daddy. Okay, Dino yeah. Daddy. Uh, and he has this joke where he talks about like how he get tries to get people to, when he's he when he's uh, in uh, an intimate situation to call him Daddy. So I was trying to tell him he could say say who's your Dino Daddy as well. Oh, so, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. It has a whole backstory that, that continues going on. So, uh, you said you're doing okay today on a, on 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 the day after Father's Day. Yeah, it was it was a good day. Yeah, uh, yeah. Juneteenth. So Juneteenth and June twentieth. Um, yeah, did you? Did, it's uh, almost the solstice. It's uh, it's uh, it's the 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 was it the abolition of slavery, like like uh, illegal slavery. In the United States, there. Oh no, yeah, the abolition of legalized slavery, illegal slavery, <laughs> still continued. I think, past. That. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's. Yeah, it's not something we talk about a lot, but it's around. Yeah. Yeah, it's around. Illegal slavery is there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, save that for another funny conversation. And <laughs> uh, and uh, the, the the first question I like to ask everybody, which I started asking, and I don't know how much familiar you are with. The, the local comedians in the Seattle area, but I asked Derek Sheen this first on a podcast because I was stumbling on where to go with it. But I decided it's a good question. Ask, who are you, Neil Singh? Oh, who am I? Like, who, right. like it's, it, it can be a depth question. It could just be anything else you want it to be. But I like to ask, who are you? Um, let's see. Like, so I mean, I, I'm a San Diego-based comedian. I'm a uh -huh. dad. I talk a lot about, you know, dad stuff. Uh -huh. and, well, I mean, I don't know, just dad stuff. Talk about traffic. Yeah, and, talk about traffic. Yeah. Traffic in, in San Diego or traffic in lots of places? Well, I mean, wherever I go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, San Diego, I, mean, I do talk about San Diego traffic. But I, I talk in general about traffic and stuff like that. But who am I as a person? I mean, I think, I think that sums it up. I'm a dad yeah, so and, and I'm 43. Dad. I think that's yeah. You were you were born two years before me, so you're a you're a 1979 guy. Oh wow, that's correct. Yeah, oh, that was 1981. Uh, what 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 month's your birthday in? I like to ask that. What month's your birthday in? I'm a Pisces. I'm in March. Oh, what day is your birthday? March What's 19th. Yeah. Oh shit! I'm I'm February 25th, so I'm earlier. You're later. My, my sister's actually, yeah, like it's my social security number. Oh yeah. <laughs> Your birthday's your social security number? No, no, I'm, I'm, no, no. I, I feel like that's the next question coming. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The next question is your such your social security number is it, the the West Coast social security numbers are very different from the East Coast ones. I grew up in Virginia, so we had, they they begin with twos over there, and over on the West Coast they're like nines. Is it begin with a nine? No, I was born in New York. Oh, so it's like a one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they're very regionalized. 
This, this okay. is exciting. We can talk about social security numbers and then air that way. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You get one through whatever, a million. Yeah. And the next, you, grew, you know. Yeah. So, so you grew up in New York. You somehow ended up in San Diego. How did that happen? Okay. I mean, it's roundabout, but, you know, I, yeah, I, I was born in Rochester, New York. Oh. Um, that's where I'm from originally. Yeah. yeah. And then I moved at, from there when I was eight. Um, we moved to India for a while. And then we, we came back. And this is fun. This is the fun. So we were supposed to come back and stay with my uncle in Kansas City. Right. But the flight back from India, like landed in Los Angeles <laughs> and they lost our luggage. Like, uh-huh. like before the connector. So we ended up staying a couple of days in, in Los Angeles while we, we waited for our bags. And in the meantime, my mom found a job. So then we just stayed in Los Angeles for a while. Um, and then, yeah, then eventually moved to San Diego as a family. And then I, and I moved away to college. I went to Michigan oh. and I went to school down in Louisiana for a while. And then I came back. I'm back to San Diego. And then now I'm moving up to Silverdale. Are you in San Diego right now? Yeah, I'm San Diego right now. I'm like, uh, we're moving up, or I'm moving up on the 12th of July. So you're very unfamiliar with the the Northwest comedy scene then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd be coming in pretty pretty fresh, you know? I've never done any comedy up there. Like, we've been up there, we've visited, but like, you know, we were kind of looking at like where to where to move, so it was like a different kind of trip, you know. Well, um, Silverdale is is kind of on the other side of the water. It's not like super close to Seattle. Oh no, I'm I'm, I'm aware of that. Yeah, yeah. There's the whole ferry system that I'll have to utilize when I'm I mean, up there. I I would love to have you come over to where I host an open mic at at the Waterwheel Lounge, and I'm going to be hosting another one at a different place on Sundays. It'll be quite a trek. And you might get stuck, so you might have to make like a full night of it. Oh, oh wow! Why, why would why would one get stuck? I mean, you're the ferry. I don't know how late it runs. I mean, you got to get on the ferry. It's like, whole, it's like a whole. It's like you got to plan it out. Like you might want to plan like an evening. You know, if your kids are are being how many kids do you have? Just one. Just one. How old are they? My my daughter is eight years old. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. Does she do any comedy yet? Uh no 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 she she's not the she's not into it. She's not. In, she doesn't like. She doesn't. Does she like any of your jokes? Um, I think so, but I, I think she's like in that stage where she's not allowed to admit it to herself. You know. Uh huh. She's like she'll go and watch me do comedy and stuff like that. But a couple of jokes are about her, so she kind of oh. mentions those. You know? Oh, so you tell jokes like that are alluding to her and, and her behavior as as, a, as an eight year old and how she talks to you. Well, actually, I mean, I mean, I've been doing jokes for a while. So, I mean, a lot of them are like when she was little um, and stuff like that. And a lot of it's like, you know, she'll be looking at people like that never happened, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, so so I, I was in Los Angeles for like a month back in April to the end. Yeah, the end of April uh, from April, yeah, April, like April 1st to April, the end of April. And I got to check out the comedy scene there. So you, have you, you've been doing it in between San Diego and Los Angeles? Um, I mean, I, I stick a lot to San Diego because, I mean, San Diego's nice as, as a scene, especially like when you're starting out doing comedy because there's a lot of time available. Mm-hmm. You know, in L.A., like all the spots are like three to five minutes. So I've done L.A. mics and I've, I've done shows up there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it ends up being like a six-hour round-trip commute. 
you know, with traffic and whatnot. Yeah, oh, so, totally. The, the traffic, yeah. is, it takes long enough just getting around Los Angeles. And in and, and San Diego, where you started doing comedy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I started at the Comedy Palace. It's now defunct you know, Comedy Palace, but... Oh, uh, the Comedy Palace. Yeah. And, and, and... So do you, I guess I want to know more about, like, what got you into comedy... Um, oh, okay. I, uh, yeah. You know, I, I was lists. Uh, I started comedy when I was 36, uh-huh. right? So I was probably, you know, that's like seven years ago. Um, uh-huh. And um, anyway, so I, I, I was listening to a podcast. It was Jeff Garland's podcast, uh-huh. his, first, his first one. Um, it was like the first episode. He had Larry David on. Uh-huh. And Larry David started talking about like how, he didn't start doing any like any comedy stuff until he was like in his forties. Uh-huh. He was like forty one or forty two, and then it just kind of it, 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 it sparked. Uh, it was like an inspirational spark to to think like okay, like maybe I could do it. And then yeah. like I don't like iHeartRadio used to play. Uh, there was like a comedy station. Maybe they still do. I don't know. Um, but it's like um, you know, just all it's like comedy clips, right? And on one of their commercials, Ron White would go on there and say, you know, the, the best thing about comedy is like, you, you just have to go up there and, and make people laugh. It's as simple as that. You know what I mean? So there was like kind of like the combination of those two things was like, yeah, let me go try, you know? Yeah. And, then, and then I started doing it and then, you know, you, know, you start hanging out with people and stuff and whatever, what, you know, what do you go think, through some what, ups and <laughs> what do you think the best part about, I guess, comedy for you or, or, and, and then we can kind of ask, because I, I mean, I, just because I was in L.A., I, I, I want to know your take on Southern California comedy. I know it's different in San Diego, but what do you think the best part about comedy has been for you? And what do you think is the the, the, the not so good parts about it for you? Well, OK, I think I, I like I like I mean, I like having started doing comedy in Southern California because it's so competitive down here. And yeah. I don't, I don't know how it is in the Pacific North, you know, up, up there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll figure it out in due time, but like, you know, like in San Diego, there's like 700 some active comics. Oh, you, know, you can get into or- Orange County. That's another like thousand or so. Yes. And then you get into LA and there's like another seventh. you know, so, I mean, there's like literally so yeah. much competition. Um, so, you know, and I think like the LA mics, you know, like you only get the three to five minutes. So it's like, you really got to condense your jokes. It really teaches you how to like trim the fat because you uh-huh. really have to get to it. You know what I mean? You're literally waiting <clears throat> amongst like, you know, sometimes 50 comics. So yeah. if you want to pop, you really got to like, you know, have all the fat trimmed off your jokes, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, I mean, I think that's really useful um, as, as a new, I mean, when, you know, when I was a new comic developing, when you just look at it and you're like, wow, like this is where you could get to, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's else? like, yeah, trapping your knife or whatever. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. yeah. So I, th- I think that's definitely beneficial. I mean, obviously the negatives are just like all the gatekeepers and all the games and like, I don't know. There's a lot of like, I mean, I'm not like a lady in comedy or anything. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for that, I guess. Um, but like, you know what I mean? That's like, there's a lot of weird gatekeepers and things like that down here. And yeah, yeah. no, I hear about that. And just like even the term gatekeeper just kind of is, 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 uh, I mean, it is what it is, but it, it does seem like there's certain people you have to get past to know and get into this or and that. And the other thing, I, I mean, I, I don't, yeah. I don't quite get it, but. Well, I think, I mean, 
I know a lot of these, you know, she's like, I mean, I've been doing this for a bit, you know, and, and so I know, I know some of the gatekeepers and you know, I'm, I'm I'm in good terms with some of them. I'm not so good terms with other ones, you know, it's just how it goes. Um, but in general, you know, I mean, I, I, and I don't know how it is up there, but like in general, and I'm, I'm being very general because, you know, but it's usually like an owner, you know, who wants to be a comic or, you know, was or tried at one point, but they weren't, you know, good enough to like make it a full-time career type of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? So they ended up buying a club or like a manager type who ended up in that sort of position. And so they kind of, you know, they kind of have their preconceived notions of what comedy should be. And then I think what's difficult for them too, is like they, they can really only assess people off of like open mic, which is, I don't yeah. think is the best way to assess people. You no. know, you know, yeah. I mean, I think if you, it, it, you know, I agree. I mean, I like I host open mic, and I and I kind of say like because I do two venues, um, and and I'm just fortunate because I, I go I, I host at this bar dive bar called the Waterwheel Lounge, and yeah. it started picking up. I, I uh, after you know it picked up pretty fast after I kind of promoted it. Well, what like, what day of the week is that? It's Wednesday nights, uh, and I make it like a whole night. I I uh, I start off with live music at eight p.m. I just I just find people on Facebook willing to play for nothing because I don't get paid. Oh, um, gotcha. And then then uh, I do a live podcast at eight thirty. We, we have a weekly featured comedian that's you know who's, who I usually see as somebody who's up and coming and kind of you know worked hard at it and or they they are just a frequenter of the water wheel. So then I, yeah. well, you know, I try to get, I try, I mean, I booked them all out for until August uh, and I, I booked them all out for like months and months before. And basically they, they perform and then I interview them as like a more silly podcast. I ask them silly questions because there's like a kind of a live audience there. And I use that as a warm up for the feature comedian. And then it's on with the open mic and then they, they the, the feature comedian performs like about nine thirty, just so, and then, you know, there's an audience there. And then usually after nine thirty, when the continues is when the, the regular bar flies start to leave at leave and go on their way. But it's usually filled with uh, comedians at the bar. Oh, that's, and, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and there are other ones like every, every open mic has a different feel. Mine's kind of like a neighborhood dive bar feel. Um, and then there's, there's other really good mics that I can recommend to you as well. And then I run this other room called the, the, it's called the Shanghai room. And it's an interesting place. Cause it, it, it just has a, you know, if you ch ever check it out, it has, it's a very kind of like has a seventies lounge, all like, like red leather seats and kind of like reddish lighting and, and a small stage area. They usually do karaoke there. But I walked in one night and I said, "Hey, y'all, can we do a comedy night here?" So we do a monthly showcase there. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so I kind of recruit the different comedians that I see, and I try to try my hardest to kind of diversify it and get get different people that I've seen that are working hard on on their material. And and usually what happens is you plan it out in advance, and, the, and then these people know that they're gonna they have a ten or fifteen minute or twenty set minute set coming up, and then they will prepare for that or there's just like these other comedians that have been here for a while that have been working hard and i always feel fortunate when these these comedians are basically real professionals they're, they're just willing to do my my show because i i can't pay them a ton of money but they're they're they still will show up because i think that they like to have an audience and they'll yeah, do it having an audience and like yeah getting like stretch your legs with the 15 20 i mean that's a yeah and getting you know. people to know who you are and that's what i i, I like about seattle is there's still this i mean 
Seattle audiences, and you'll learn this. I mean, it'll probably be different in Silverdale than it is in Seattle. Seattle, have you heard of the Seattle Freeze? Uh, no. Okay. So uh, we have a little thing about ourselves in Seattle. And I'm not from here, but but it's that here it can be very cold to people, particularly people who uh, might be a little more on the East Coast attitude kind of side. That they or and even with humor here, sometimes they cannot always they don't always laugh. And I've said this to folks that it's almost like um, the audience feels like they're going to get canceled if they laugh. And I try to tell them, it's oh, okay. I see. They don't like yeah. edgy stuff. Yeah, they, okay. it, I mean it's a mix. It just depends, and and it's it's a hard thing is me the kind of like supervisor producer guy to manage um, because I think that there's like a really good element to it, but. I think that particularly for 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 white guys, they try to be edgy and it gets very it, it falls flat a lot of the time. Uh, and it, it, so I try to like diversify the nights and have different types. I mean, of- yeah, that's how it can be down here in certain parts of town. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, it, mean, it just depends like young liberal folks, I guess, is yeah. what you're. And, and that's kind of like- Seattle. It's very like young liberal, but I think they're st- but 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 since the pandemic has kind of wrapped up, people are like craving going out and comedians are like, I'll do a show for free. I'll do it like right outside on the street. As long as there's Yeah, absolutely, around, man. I, I will do it. So Oh, that's right. Because up there, like the you guys still had a lot of restrictions. Like we've been off of like down here, like in San Diego. It's been it wasn't very restricted the whole time, honestly. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it, we, we were, I mean, in Seattle, it was kind of like, I, and I said this when I was first working on my routine is, and, you know, here when uh, social distancing, like was, we told we needed a social distancing. It, it was, it was not a change for people here. People were like, what? The rest of the world is social distancing. I didn't realize that wasn't a thing. We were excited to wear masks. We're like, and I don't have to talk <laughs> to you. And I don't have to talk to you. Um, oh, I see. So it's like, yeah, okay. And then that's, that's kind of like the vibe up there. It, it, That's I mean, cool. it, probably more on the northern side of Seattle. I think once you kind of get into the other parts that are a little more have a little more diversity, I think people are more. I mean, that's how it is in a lot of places. I, I mean, and I, you know, in Chicago, you walk around and that's just everybody is just welcoming. It doesn't matter who, who you're talking to. Everybody's just talking to you. Like the homeless guy on the street is not begging you for cash. They just want to know how your day is. And I said that yeah. it freezes in Chicago in the winter, but it freezes year round in Seattle. That joke doesn't work anywhere else, and it barely works. <laughs> but it does prove a point every time I tell it. Like it gets cold, and I say, "You're just proving my point, folks, that you can't laugh at yourselves." So that that's one thing that that you might have to encounter here, but uh, but it's still it's still worth it. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I've heard that about that you know that that scene or whatever, but yeah, but I don't have then, a lot but, of edgy stuff, honestly. Well, I mean, I have a lot of dirty stuff, but like, I don't always, I don't have, it's like, you know, you can tell it dirty, but you can tell it clean. It's really up to like how you word it. Um, no, no, it is. It is. I, I talk about like, like, uh, like uh, this, I'd say depressed dad baths and nobody knows what that is. And I, I made it up when I was in LA and mm-hmm. I, I talk about, well, what it is, is like, you could take a shower and you, you put your hands on the wall against your shower and begin to cry and reevaluate your life. And it just ends with, with me saying, and then you attempt to masturbate with your tears but you're fo- so fucked you can't even fuck yourself that's that's <laughs> it, but, but 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 when i told it initially i just get so much sympathy like people are just looking at me like what is wrong with this guy 
why is he talking about this such depressing stuff? We're listening. We don't know if we should laugh or give him a hug. Uh, I, I don't know if this is a similar joke because I had a joke about like, is it okay if I tell a joke oh, about? Yeah, sure. yeah, you go ahead. Uh, I don't even do this joke anymore, but I, and I used to say, um, what was it? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, um, something about my wife being depressed, right? Is like, anybody here ever have sex with a depressed lady? You know? <laughs> um, oh, no. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's okay, you know, um, if you know what to do with the tears. <laughs> Just all, and then you're like, all I'm saying is the salt burns a little bit on your pants. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, that's not a, that's not a, is that a, um, I, I feel like you can't even say it anymore because I used to do it, it was like years ago. But I, I was going to say the R word and I was like, oh, I don't think you can say that anymore. But no, anyways, it's, it's, not, no. it's not that sort of joke. It, it's a, it's a lubrication joke. Anyways. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 no, we, we, we've had some trouble every now and again when someone says the R word and I, I always have to like make an announcement. I have to address it. And it, and and I and I and I don't mind doing those things because it, it, it's just the person who sometimes when I, these people say those things they don't take the feedback very well because they think yeah, it yeah. works and I'm like I'm not saying it, I said it, it just doesn't work with this audience and I don't know the audience that you're looking for that appreciates that humor but you know you gotta gotta finesse it a little bit um, yes well I think that's a big part of comedy is knowing who you're talking to. Yeah, you know. no, and, and that's that. I mean, that's the hard part with open mics is that people are saying things and they they they're trying to work on things. And and I and I, I mean, luckily, like uh, uh, someone else recently, I I gave them feedback and luckily they were receptive to it. But not everybody is, and they keep trying to like dig their heels in and say the same thing over and over again. It's it's like, what are you expecting to have happen this time? Unless you are like, unless, and I think they are working out some like childhood trauma of like of a pattern they keep her trying to like do over again like your parents hate you so you're going to keep telling these jokes where people hate you and hate you and hate you and reinforce this something but that that's that's me analyzing when people continue to do the same thing over and over again. <laughs> i think they're just waiting for the right the perfect audience they're like one day the one perfect day. combination of 20 people is going to be sitting there and i'm then this is just going to crush there, there's this, <laughs> this, this part joke this joke where i talk about like sitting with poop in my hands is going to kill at some point. I just don't know yeah. when. We're There's going to be 20 people who are like, you know what? I've also had poop in my hands. Yeah, I know. And it's like you, you're just going to have to promote it as poop in my hands night. And then like everybody's going to show up. Be like, yeah, yeah. yeah the whole the time. <laughs> you just had the whole following. You just fill the theater with 600 oh. people. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Whatever. Oh, well, that was fun. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've been doing comedy for for what seven years or six years? Seven years, yeah. Seven, seven years. And what are you what what are you hoping to have happen? Are you hoping to like just dive in and become like a well known professional comedian celebrity that's open up at the comedy store? No, you know, at first, you know, I I just wanted to like, it was like a good way to get out of the house and like have a purpose. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you know, because otherwise you're just drinking with your buddies at the bar. That doesn't feel like, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. relaxing or whatever, but it doesn't feel like you're doing anything, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I think it was that. And then, you know, like I said, like when I, when I started doing comedy, I made a lot of friends. So, yeah. um, so that I think that was, that's how it's, I, I don't know. Like, what do I want from it? Um, I don't know, maybe like a successful Patreon or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like that, that, that'd be cool. 
But yeah, I don't really like, I don't know. I guess like the, the idea of like hitting the road and stuff like that. I'd like to do that every once in a while. Like, so we're like, for example, I'm driving up with a couple of buddies, um, you know, um, in, in July when I move up to Silverdale. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do, I mean, we, we're going to stop and like, you know, whatever LA and then do whatever we can in San Francisco and mm-hmm. Northern California. And we got a show lined up in Bend. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So, and then I think we're gonna hit up a couple of mics. We could probably put the and your mic on that on that itinerary oh, too. Oh yeah, we I we're love that. Some and, in and, Seattle, and, so. and depending on when you come, because I'm starting to like think of different ways to do this. Because you know, we have a 15 minute feature, but if I could get somebody in the beginning to like do like a, like like a seven to ten minute thing that that they are solid and good, because because I think part of what I notice is that you get these you know you get all these five minute people, and sometimes they they just get there super early. And that's, but, but they're, they're not always, they're not, you know, they're still working on their stuff. And then I'm like, if we could get somebody who has like a good solid 10 minutes to be like the first person. And then we start like the rest that we do, like kind of a small open mic, have our feature and then continue on. It'll kind of keep, keep people engaged. So I don't know. That yeah. Be start that out with some pop, man. Cause I see yeah. that you have like a, a, a solid 75 minutes. Is that correct? Oh yeah. I've been doing comedy for a bit, man. <laughs> wow. Well, you're, you're going to have no problem. You should, yeah, there's tons of people that, that you, uh, you know, I, I consider myself like kind of like a connector to different things. Like there's, 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 you know, it, the, I'll tell you this places to keep track of the, one of the most popular open mics is called, is called comedy on Broadway at Jai Tai. Uh, it is only like three to four minute sets, but they get like a solid good audience. And, um, it, it, yeah, that's it, what, it, um, Sam Miller was telling me about that mic too. Oh, oh, you know yeah. Sam? Yeah, he. I think he just recently like a showcase there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of know him. Like he's, been, he's. I met him down in San Diego one time. Yeah, you know. I, so I, I wouldn't say I know him, but like you know, I've met him in person. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, I I've never yeah. met him in person. I, I've I've talked to him and, and stuff, but he lives kind of like farther down. I think in like Olympia, but he, yeah. he like he be one. He didn't win, but I think he was runner up in the 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 Seattle International or whatever. I don't know the, the Seattle Comedy Festival that they have, the big one. And he was yeah. Like, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm trying out for that. Oh, uh, the guy, the guy who puts it together, they do a showcase in San Diego every year uh-huh. um, because they, and they pick like, I think last year they picked like six people to go to the festival from it or something like that. So anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm going to meet that guy. He's, you know, cause I was moving up there. So I was like, oh yeah, I definitely want to be on their showcase. So anyway, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully I'll be on that, that festival too. I don't know if I'll place or whatever, but you know, hopefully I get to do it, you know? All right. All right, cool. I think, is this better? This is way better. You sound okay. like a professional. All right. Professional podcaster now. Wow, I can hear you so crispy. Now I'm getting like the, the guttural tones of your voice. Oh, well, that's that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're, again, so, okay. I don't know where we were, but I was going to ask you this. Have you ever performed at with the La Jolla Comedy Club in San Diego? The, the the comedy store, yeah. Is that it's like no? It's like I don't know if it was a comedy store. It was this? It, uh, maybe it was something else. I, where did I see? Was it the? It was a real tiny, tiny room that I went to uh, in San Diego, um, and I I didn't perform there, but I but I saw Jermaine Fowler there. Do you know? You, you probably know him. 
Jermaine Fowler. No, that doesn't uh, do, mean. Do you know? Do you know? Did you see the movie? Uh, the sequel to Eddie. Uh, um, coming, coming to America. The sequel. Yeah. Well, the guy who played his son, his name is Jermaine Fowler. I saw him perform at one of the comedy clubs in San Diego, and he is so good. He's he's he's. I was just curious if you you had met him because he is such a nice dude. And his career started to like really pick up because he was in a movie with Eddie Murphy, but. Anyhow, yeah. that's. I was curious if you knew who he was, but you don't. You don't. Are you saying the, the La Jolla Comedy Club? Maybe it's not La Jolla. Is it? There's another place. Uh, what's is it the American club? Comedy Club? La is La Jolla in San Diego? Well, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It's part of it. Part of the comedy. comedy. I don't know where was it. I'm looking it up. Yeah, I guess that was it. No, it wasn't the Comedy Store. It was uh, maybe. Is there another law area in San Diego? It was La Mesa? Mm, I don't know. It was not the comedy store because it did. It definitely was not that big of a theater. But you performed at the comedy store. Yeah, I've done it. I mean, yeah, a couple times. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's- I, I, yeah, I've done like. I mean, I've done like two hundred and seventy-three rooms. I think. That's pretty amazing. I'm I'm pretty sure I'll. I mean, I, I started. I didn't start. I didn't start keeping tabs until I like it was at like in the '90s. You wow. know. Because I just yeah, because I I'll take like any show. Well, <laughs> well, you you're at a point where you 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 should check out club comedy here. Um, they, I mean they're they're kind of the 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 one of the bigger ones now. Uh, and laughs. It's a club comedy and laughs. We still need. I would. We, it would be awesome if we could get to the point where we could have something like the Comedy Store Seattle, but I don't think it, we're, we're, we're quite there yet. We're probably way off from that. You get like a Laugh Factory or something. I think they open those all over the place. Yeah, yeah. We have Laughs, which is, which is all right. I mean, it's, 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 it's where some of the, the kind of, I don't know, not let the A-listers come, but maybe they stop by every now and again. Um, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, but it's always interesting when these 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 professionals. You don't. I don't even realize it sometimes when I'm just at the open mic and then somebody's like, "Did you know who that was?" I'm like, "I have no idea." They, there's some guy that was really good at comedy. Like, no, no, no. There's somebody with a huge following. I'm like, "Whoa, that was intense." It's because I didn't realize that about open mics. I haven't been doing uh, comedy for that long, less than a year. Oh wow. Yeah, it just a lot of stuff picked up fast here for me and and you you just start meeting all, like you said you start meeting all these people and uh and you're just kind of involved kind of somewhat indirectly in aspects of their life because you're trying to help connect them to different things so i don't know yeah i think i mean i like it that in that sense right you get to meet like you know i mean not your heroes per se but you get to meet some like famous people i don't know like one time you might not know who the guy is but like you know mark christopher lawrence I've heard the name. Okay, Mark. so there was a movie I used to watch a lot when I was like a kid called Fear of a Black Hat. Yes, yes. And he, and he yes. was one of the, the three guys. He was like yes. the bigger guy. I know but, him. It was uh, the, what's it called? Uh, uh, NWH. Yeah, yeah. Come and pet the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that whole movie. I love that movie. I always think about like the, the toilet paper thing where they're like saying we all wipe or we all poop. Everybody poops. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> one of my favorite movies. Of, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I've seen that movie like I don't know, probably like fifty times. You know, 
something like that because I had like the the, the VHS, you know. Yeah, um, like a satire on like '90s pop music and hip hop. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So like, there was a guy producing a show, like a, a friend of mine, Aaron Frisk, because he was producing a show in my backyard. Uh huh. And Mark Christopher Lawrence was the headliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I totally am looking up pictures of him. Yeah, he. Yeah, I, I I totally remember that movie. It is, you know, it is it is weird. I I got to go. I don't even know. It just because there's this older guy in Seattle named Cliff Barnes who's he's like in his seventies and he's been doing comedy for like stamp comedy for like fifty years. And so before I went to L.A., I asked him if he knew anybody down there, and he said, "Oh, I know this guy named Yoshi Obayashi." And oh yeah, Yoshi. Yeah. You know Yoshi? Yeah, yeah, he's wild. I like him. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know, but and then he's like, and then he says, "Oh, well, you're in LA." And then I, I contact Yoshi. Yoshi gives me a call, and he's just saying, "What do you want to do with comedy and this and that?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm just like trying to help grow the scene in Seattle, and I don't know. It'd be cool to meet somebody who knows something or whatever." So then he says, "Well, why don't I get in touch with my friend Earl, uh, Earl Skakel?" And I'm like, okay, I didn't know who Earl Skakel was at that point. But then I looked him up and I said, he looks recognizable. And then I found out he's, if you look up, the, if the movie Benchwarmers with like all that Adam Sandler, um, um, uh, uh, David Spade crowd, it's that movie. Yeah. There's a scene where a guy is like puking up horribly, just like lots of puke. And it's this guy named Earl Skakel. Anyways, I go up to the comedy store and I, mes I messaged Earl and he said, he said, just tell people that you, you know me. And then he says, no, then they'll just let you in. They're like, okay, you're one of Earl's boys. You can come in. So I go in and they say, just sit in the back of the main stage room. And it was like their 50th anniversary at the comedy store. And all of a sudden somebody announces, and now coming to the stage is Mark Marin. I was like, oh shit. And then after that, they said, now coming to the stage is Anthony Jeselnik. And I was like, oh shit. And then Neil Brennan. And then Mark Marin walks by me. Yeah, man. And I'm just standing and staring at him, I guess in a way that made him, like question whether he knew me or not and he said do i know you and i said uh i'm dino dad <laughs> <laughs> and, and he says who and i said I i'm dino dad i'm noah i'm a, a comedian from seattle and then he just shakes my hand this is nice to meet you and then walks off and then um then the next night i met this other guy named kyle irby who who, who might be like kind of in a similar phase of his comedy development as, as you but he also performs at the main stage and he was going there and he brought me along. He said, yeah, I'll get you in for free again. And then I'm hanging in the back of the comedy store. And then Mark Marin is just standing there and I'm kind of standing beside him. So I was like, I better say something. So I say, Hey Mark, do you remember shaking my hand from last night? And he goes, yeah. And I didn't know what to say. So I said, you have really soft hands. And he, <laughs> and he says, what? And I said, I don't know. I don't know what else to say to you. Like, it's the only thing I'm common with you is that our hands touched. And he said, you have soft hands. And he goes, ugh. And he just walks off. And this, <laughs> this woman beside me, she says, well, he's not going to forget that, at least. And I said, well, I guess that's something. So That's true. You did make an impression. I, yeah. I did make an impression by telling him he had soft hands. So But no man ever wants, unless it's like, you know, maybe like a homosexual man or something. But like, generally, men don't want to hear that, I don't think. You well... Know? I don't, it's my, I don't know. I mean, I thought, I don't know what I thought. I just, well, thought, you're in the moment, you know, I get in it. The moment. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I've heard his comedy where I thought, well, maybe like he wouldn't mind like just an honest interaction of, of somebody who has 
the only thing I have in common with him is that I've seen him perform. Yeah, yeah. Watch his stuff. So I figured this is the first thing that that he can have in common with me. Is that he just didn't think about my hands the way I thought about his hands. Oh, okay. so do you have soft hands? I I don't. I I think my hands are a little rougher. I mean, I I, I mean, I, I felt like I, I I like he he is he has got the hands of a comedian who's been successful. Oh, I see. He he can afford like lotion. Yeah, he can afford a lotion, whereas I just and have and remember tears. and have the time to p- apply it every day. Yeah, I just have my tears. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's how you can. Ah, well, tell me. I I did enough talking about me, which I tend to do a lot of the time. Because uh, I know myself very well. well but you um, sounds like you're 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 harnessed your comedy. Where where? So tell me. You talked about your bombs. You talk. What? Tell me about the weed show in 2017. Oh, okay. So it was it was like um like a festival. It was like a weed festival. Yeah. Um. So they're like it's outside, right? And. Um, just, you know, just had a bunch of tents there, like doing dabs in some of the tents. Mm-hmm. And then there was like a joint rolling competition, and like I don't know, just a bunch of people selling weed-related stuff. And then it was like, unfortunately, nobody in this in this thing planned to have any food. Uh-huh. So there was like there's like 32 tents, like like selling varieties of of you know marijuana, like different different forms of marijuana, if you will. Uh-huh. And then no, like no food trucks. All there was was a guy making like deep fried Oreos, <laughs> which is like, I mean, good for him. He was cleaning up, but like, you know what I mean? Like no actual like hamburgers or anything. I was uh-huh. like, anyway, so I was like off the top, I was like, well, okay, this is poorly planned. Yeah. Um, so then we just, we were just walking around, you know, I mean, it's kind of one of those things. Cause like, I think the show was supposed to be at like four or something. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, the thing started at 12. So I was like, I just asked my wife. I was like, "Oh, can you just drop me off at 12? <laughs> you know, uh, uh-huh. I'll just I'll just go hang out at this thing. It sounds fun. It's it sounded really fun on the poster. You know, there were bands and whatever. Uh, they had like a DJ outside. Um, but anyway, so yeah. So then when we got we ended up doing like my my friend Marcus Gavon was there. Uh, I don't even know if he does comedy anymore. But anyways, but he 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 got all the vendors. Like he he, he was good at smooth talking. You know. Uh-huh. So he like we we did a bunch of dabs. He was like, "Yeah, we're comedians." So we went to all these tents, and then like, every tent we would do another dab. Like I'm talking like ten to fifteen. Like, wow. So like I mean, we were like zonked, you know. Um, and then then we were like really hot too because it was like a hot day. And there was no shade, mm-hmm. uh, no shade to be found. So we found like we found some water, and so we were sitting um, like on a bench. And I literally looked over at Marcus. I was like, man, I've done a lot of crazy shows. The worst thing that could happen right now is they just bring us up cold and then tell us to start performing. Right? <laughs> there was no stage set up. There was nothing. Like, I mean, they had like speakers, right? Uh-huh. Like the DJ had speakers. But like the DJ was even on a different level. Like, you know, like I mean, I don't know how to describe it. But there was like a ramp going up to where the DJ was, right? That was like, I don't know, probably like 20 feet above where all the people were, right? Mm-hmm. So we couldn't perform from up there. That'd be just crazy. But anyway, so but they didn't have like a stage on, on the ground level. So there was nothing really to indicate that you were a comedian. You know what I mean? You're just kind of like because everybody's walking around. There's no fucking chairs or anything, mm-hmm. you know. So anyway, so then they, uh, the the guy who was running the show, uh, this name guy named Benji, like comes out and he's and this guy's like, I, I had heard about him and I never worked with him on anything before. 
And um, and it, it turns out he's like one of my, you know, he's a very good friend of mine now. He books, I mean, I've worked with him a lot, but at that mm-hmm. time, right, he, he kind of comes out and he's he's all he's like he looked pretty coked up, you know, and mm-hmm. he, and and he's just like all over the place. He's like, okay, 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 we're gonna start the show in like five minutes. Okay, okay, I'm just gonna go back to my trailer or to my car, and I'll be back in five minutes. Okay, no problem, you know, whatever. Just like you know, chill out, hang out, have a good time, and, and then we're just gonna start the show. I'll do a little, you know, time up top, and, and we'll just get it cooking. And we're like, and me and Marcus are just like, oh, whatever. Right. And you're like, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll be ready in five minutes. So we we're, we sit back down like on this bench thing next to it. The, the There's another promoter of like the whole thing, like mm-hmm. a guy who was like in charge of the entertainment for the whole like situation. You know, so he's like he's yeah. in charge of like the DJ or whatever. And he comes up and me and Marcus are just sitting there. He's like, you guys are comedians, right? And like, yeah, he's like, OK, let's start the show. And we, because the other guy just like took off. So he uh-huh. said he's going to be back in five minutes. Like did an announcement that they were going to start a show in five minutes, and then like it was like twenty minutes later, you uh-huh. know. Um, probably, I mean, yeah, I, I can guess as to what he was doing, but um, <laughs> so anyway, so yes, yeah, so and then this guy just starts the show out of nowhere, like you know what I mean, like um, completely yeah. cold. He's like, "Okay, everybody," uh, and you know, people are just walking around, and then they had just started like a joint rolling competition at the same time. Oh my goodness. Like, you know, so like all these people are flocking to it. And he goes like, okay, everybody, you know, we're, we're going to do a comedy show. And here is Neil. Uh, and then he looks at me and goes, what's your last name? And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, sing. and I'm trying to yell at him, you know, like, like sing, it's sing. But he can't hear me because it's like, you know, we're outside. So anyways, and he's like, Neil, whatever. <laughs> and then like hands me the mic. And I told you know, I mean, because I didn't know what to do. So I, I, I started like screaming at people I was like, hey, there's a comedy <laughs> show. You guys should come by and listen to this comedy show. We're going to tell jokes like, come on over, you know, uh-huh. and, and people are just kind of looking at me. All, you know, cra- you know anyways, I would just I would just barely <laughs> settle in. I mean, 30 seconds. I tell one joke and it kind of lands. But then people are, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Still kind of like, you know, figuring out what the hell's going on. And then the guy just yanks the mic for me. He's like, okay, well, that was Neil Singh. That's great. Uh, who else do we got? Marcus. <laughs> and then he just gave it today. I was like, what the hell? Oh, man. So oh, that, yeah, that, that was probably my, I mean, I mean, I want, they, go ahead. I mean, that's not my worst bomb, but like, yeah, that was definitely the most memorable one. Well, I'll, I'll ask about the worst bomb in a second, or maybe. I, but uh, uh, no, I, I mean, then they, you know, they do like a show up here. You've probably seen they have like the dope show. They have one where you come out sober, tell something. Yeah, yeah. Then you go backstage and get high. But you were just in a situation where you were pulled on stage. I mean, I, I, I don't ever want to do it because I just don't. I mean, I, maybe if I planned it out to be high, then I could do it. But just being high. And not There's a guy it. down here who does a thing called psychedelic psycho. So the way you, you go up first and you tell like five minutes like sober or whatever. Or I mean, I probably no, I don't think anybody's sober, but like, you know, whatever, just on booze or whatever. And then yeah. like you'll go and then they'll do mushrooms and they'll come back in 30 minutes. And Holy shit. And do their second set in mushrooms. No man, I I would watch that, but I I would never do that because I would just like freak out. And they, would I just, did it. I just I just pretend I didn't do the mushrooms. I'm sorry, I, time bomb. Uh, I, he's, oh he's I, yeah, I would I, I could pretend that I do them, uh, or just let people think that I that I'm just like one of the the you know I just I just uh, this is how I am when I'm 
psych, psych, like uh, whatever, an intake of mushrooms to make uh, me psychotic, maybe. But no, yeah. I, I could not just do that. That would just, uh, I would, I would, I would, I would fall over and freak out. I would just look at the people, and I don't know what I would think. Uh, uh, do, doing shrooms is is crazy enough, but to doing shrooms with cop comedy, it's a little much. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, these are pretty experienced drug users. Do, I guess. But but you 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 said you didn't do it. Did what, I mean, what was it like watching people? I mean, it, it's, it's like you would imagine. I mean, you know, it's it's not like I mean, it's it's a gimmick. You know what I mean? At the, no, at the I, end of the know, day, like I, I, yeah, I know. I'm just trying to watch people like kind of wander off and not like they. How would they even be doing comedy? It's I think you're just well. Watching. I mean, in, in that sort of environment, everybody else is on drugs too. So, you know, oh, it, okay. so every, you're in good hands. Everybody's like, hey. Well, well because I mean, even if people aren't laughing, as long as they're like kind of giggling, having a good time, nobody cares really. It's not yeah. you know what I mean. You're not gonna get like whatever like touring comedians to to do psychedelic psychedelics. I mean, I guess it'd be different if they're like comedies and coke addicts uh, i mean that like the whole audience nobody would shut up yeah well i mean that's, I mean, that's the 80s right, <laughs> yeah, that's right. no <laughs> yeah no yeah, yeah that happened we went through that you know you know that the, the comedy store they, they would tell me like this is where like so-and-so used to snort coke this is where you know they would do lines together yeah so i i, I know that, that that happened uh yeah, Coke made like a big comeback recent i mean i mean then it kind of went away again I feel like yeah. it's a good place with mushrooms. So, yeah, no, and, and you know, in LA, it's just meth. They're like, I, I, that was the one thing that I thought was like, you know, I went to um, Flappers in, in Burbank, and like, them, I went to their, and I went to the open mic there, and like this really good looking guy comes up and he starts talking about his meth and all this, and we're all, and this other guy comes up after, he's like, man, you're a good looking dude, maybe I should do meth, like. <laughs> Like, that's LA though. People, like, I, I didn't realize meth was just like this thing that everybody just did. Yeah, and it, it just it's just a thing. It's not, and maybe it is up here. I just don't, I just don't hang out with the meth crowd. It's not, not my thing. Um, I mean, I'm sure there is. I mean, there's enough like big bearded white dudes hanging out. Like you know, somebody's yeah. got to be some meth. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. I know. That's the next show. Meth and meth and. I don't know. I'm trying to think maybe people are more relaxed up there because of the rain. Maybe it's not like a good meth territory. I don't know. Maybe you could start it. The meth mic. <laughs> the meth mic? Yeah. No, I, I've, you know, I, I've never even accidentally messed with, with, messed with meth. Yeah. Well, the first time for everything. Huh? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So you're, so, uh, I, I, so I'll ask you about this one, mom. You got attacked on stage? Oh yeah, that was okay. Yeah, that was in um, there's <laughs> a place called Imperial Beach, which is like uh-huh. the first American beach after like the Mexican border. Uh-huh. So I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of a rougher neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I should have been more careful about what I was saying. But I was, I don't know. I was on stage. It was, it was a place called the Salty Frog, and and I, I don't mind throwing shade at this place. It's Kanai, the owner of the. I don't know if he still owns it or not, but he he knows it's terrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like a terrible, dangerous bar. Um, I don't know if it was dangerous, I mean, whatever. A- anyways, uh, I was there and then, um, and I was telling jokes and I was doing okay, but then there's this like this drunk lady, um, and she wanted me to sing happy birthday to her cousin or something like that, right? 
And so, and so I kind of started and I was like, no, I'm fucking with you. I'm not going to sing happy birthday. I'm doing a set right, right. now. Y'all yeah. can sing happy birthday later or whatever, you know? Yeah. And then, and then she was like, oh, whatever, fuck you. You know? And so then the security was like, uh, oh no, yeah. She was like, whatever, fuck you, whatever. And then, and then, you know, um, yeah, one of the security people was like, okay, lady, you got to leave. Right. Uh-huh. And so she was like, okay, whatever, I got to leave. And so she was leaving. And as she was leaving, I was like, oh, thank God that bitch is gone. That's all, you yeah. know, that's, that's all I said. And then, like, the crowd, like, laughed. Uh-huh. Or, like, it was kind of like a whoo. Even, even the birthday guy was, like, relieved that she was gone. Uh-huh. And then, and, but then I guess she heard that people laughed. And she, like, stormed past and, like, almost got past the security. Like, she almost got on stage. Uh-huh. And I had my head turned. I didn't even see it. Like I saw it on a video later. But she was like, yeah, she got pretty close. Pretty close to my face. Like uh-huh. where she, you know, she grabbed me. Okay. So this, uh, so I thought I, I was combining your stories and I thought maybe like you got attacked on stage because you told a bunch of Mexican dudes they had dangerous penis, penises. But Oh, no, no. No, no. That <laughs> was, that's what I yeah. thought. I was like, you got attacked on stage by Mexican dudes because you told them they had dangerous penises. That, that's nothing very... <laughs> They got them mad. I mashed that one up. Okay, so uh, that's something else then. Yeah, that's just another like. I mean, it's an actually it was another border town show. Yeah, you know, and, and I just um, I don't know. I, I forget what the joke. Oh no, it was, it was a joke. He told they had dangerous penises. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no. Because it, it was in response to a joke. Um, because yeah, there's a thing where I reach out to the crowd and I'm like, you know, I have no interest in your penis, right? And I say something yeah. like that. Right. And and usually I point at somebody in particular, you uh-huh. know, just to kind of make it uncomfortable. Um, and then so this time I looked around and it was just like a bunch of cholos, basically. And, so <laughs> it was, and, and then like it was like a bunch of cholos and their and their and their ladies. And you know what I mean? Just like a yeah. all like you know, all bald or whatever mean looking motherfuckers, you know. Yeah, yeah. So like I I, I I scanned the room and there was my buddy was there. You know, he was he was gonna go on stage next. So I was like, oh yeah, Connor. I was like, like your penis. You know, and I started making fun of that. I was like, yeah. I, I, you know, because I was like, because I, and then I and I, you know, like sometimes you kind of get into the set or whatever. And then I looked over at the room and I was like, yeah, I didn't want to talk about anybody else because y'all have dangerous penises. You know, I have a big cholo following uh, on here. That that that's like my main main crowd. Is that that's the, that's who listens to this? Oh man, yeah, so, I'm, no. I'm gonna be in trouble. Man. No, you know, what I was thinking of you remember that Anthony Weiner guy who went by Carlos Danger. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, he I didn't was, know that. Yeah, he went. He 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 was like the the congressman. Maybe now, I remember. Like, I know Anthony Weiner. I didn't know about. And, well, he started taking like dick pics of himself and like sending them to women or whatever. And he would call and he and he called his like like I guess I don't know what his 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 nickname was Carlos Danger. Okay, his like yeah. alias or whatever. His alias, but everybody's like the Anthony Weiner, the guy who shows off his wiener and goes by Carlos Danger. Okay. So, I don't know. Means he's living on the edge in that sense. Yeah, I mean, he was he was I, he was trying to kind of go branch out from his actual name um, into that. Anyways, it it, it ruined his uh, political career and his marriage, from what I understand. As as does showing off your penis. Yeah, um, I mean, he was, yeah, Carlos playing with danger. Yeah, that's you yes, know, that's right. Maybe um, he was. maybe he just wanted it. You know. Yeah. Like that's so that's why he was just like yeah. So when do you actually move or heading up to Washington? Um, we are heading out on July twelfth. Oh, cool. We have a show in Long Beach then, and I think we'll be in 
you know, like the Silverdale area or, you know, Seattle by like July 16th or 17th. Okay. So, oh, so that actually that show will be the, the water wheel. We have this guy on the July 20th who goes by the mad bus driver. He's like this older guy from the south side of Seattle who has been doing comedy for a few years. But he uh, he's a former Seattle bus driver, and uh, you know his, his stuff's pretty clean. He's like, like he he he. he I, I don't like comparing people to. I like comparing people to like what Bill Cosby was originally known for, like kind of that clean, friendly, friendly kind of comedy. Yeah, I he, got you. Yeah. He, he he is like that, and he and he and he 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 has like this very. He's just very warm, but he tells things as if he's like mad and angry. But you're like, this guy's not really angry. It's just kind of like his facade. Kind of does, does he tell like bus stories? Yeah, I know. He talks about all the characters on the bus and how he like dealt with the people. And he like, he like, he, you know, he, he had like just, he, he just talked because he was on, he wasn't on the north side of Seattle. He was like on the south side of Seattle. So he got a very strong presence of, of characters that would just come on the bus that all that he knew and how he communicated with them. And it was like his life for 26 years. So he, you know, he, he decided that he had all these stories and his wife actually encouraged him. She's like, you should go tell these stories for comedy. He's like, really? And she said, yeah, they're funny. So he's kind of built up his, his base around that. And he likes to come, he's been at the water wheel once before. And so he's, uh, he wanted to come back. So he's coming back that week. I think it'll be a good show because he's, 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 it's nice to have like somebody who's different. He's a little older. Most time we get these younger comedians. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I like. I like what I do. So yeah, if you're around, let me know. That would be fun. Totally. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what our exact schedule is, but yeah, yeah. And then, and then I will be doing. I do. I'm doing like an earlier mic on. I'm going to start it up this Sunday at this place called the Shanghai Room because I figure, since we do a monthly showcase, it'd be fun to like do an open mic there. It'll help kind of promote this monthly showcase, and so that's an earlier one on Sunday because they're they're just lacking open mics. So I figure that would be a good good niche to get into yeah 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 i'll definitely do yeah i mean once we get up there or once i get up there yeah i'm definitely doing some time i will i will give you my actual phone number so you can contact me if you're up here um yeah any any questions about anything i I don't really or anything else you want to add or promote because i i i enjoy talking to you but i know we've kind of just like touched the surface yeah i mean yeah i'll be up in that area so i guess we'll get a chance to hang out and stuff yeah 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 go ahead no okay so yeah i mean the big thing to promote yeah we're doing a it's calling touching it's the touching tips tour um with with, with (laughs) myself ron ripley and uh rafa carmago Uh uh there's two fellows that work over at the la jolla comedy store um and yeah we're, we're just heading up uh, up the coast. That's that is. We started from San Diego and we're ending in Seattle, right? So that's the tips. That that's oh, the cool. that's the play on words there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. 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 I, so be, I thought you said something else. Okay. No, I said touching tips. Yeah, touching okay. tips. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, but okay. it's it's still you know it's always an implication. But Ron likes to do that. Ron, Ron did the poster and he he likes to play with. Is you know, an author too. I'm looking at yeah. There. Oh. I, Oh, Ron Ripley, yeah, um, yeah, he's he's got a Patreon. He's 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 been at the store for a minute. Like, yeah, he's a good. Yeah, yeah we got some. You know, we we got some people coming up That's that cool. way. Well, anyway, yeah, they got the touch and tips tour. Yeah, I mean, if y'all stop by the water wheel, I mean, there's some, definitely some good places y'all should look up. 
you know, um, uh, you know, club comedy in Seattle, uh, laughs has an open mic. I just give five minutes, which gives people a little more time. But if other people are coming around, like we could, you know, we'll work it out if you want yeah. to come by the water wheel. Cause then it'll, cause that would be actually a great night because, you know, oh, I, I mean, but, but it'll be good. Cause then we, and then if I know you're coming, then I can try to like promote it more and tell other people to come other comedians that, that want to like meet other people and things like that. So, but yeah, there's yeah, tons of, there's true. tons of good, there's tons, there's like, there's, you know, a lot of the people who run my, I'm not like, I'm not aspiring to be like a professional comedian, but a lot of the people who run their mics, they are actually trying to achieve that. So, so in the past year, they've all like grown immensely in, the, in what they do. So, but I'm happy to, to, to get you to those places if you're interested as well. No, that's awesome, man. You yeah. Just... And Portland is a great scene too. I mean, it's different. It's very different there, but uh, Portland is, has a good scene going on there too. That's yeah, I've heard about. Yeah, I know a couple because there's a couple people that moved from San Diego to, you know, both Portland and Seattle. So, anyways, yeah, but I look forward to it. You know, it, it'll be yeah. fun to kind of check out a new scene. Well, it's good. I'm excited that you did. You find this post on like the LA or page that I posted on, or did you look it on the Seattle Northwest? Yeah, I think it was the Seattle no- Northwest. Or okay, something. cool. Yeah, no, I've, I posted on the, the. I wanted to like interview people from all over, but uh, mostly that was just the Northwest people responded but i'm glad you i got somebody from from the uh that la area i really love kind of bringing up more more people from from southern california as well yeah. so i'm try, trying to get more people to come up here because i think that's how the scene grows is when more people find out about it so yeah well, cool. well, well yeah thank you so much neil for doing this i'm gonna try to edit it a little bit so i can condense our little ever but i usually just kind of let it go because I, I i'm just one man doing this and i'm not 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 a pro editor. no it's it's cool I, i'm not i'm not i'm not particular and whatever i'm not one cool. of well well uh i look forward to meeting you in person thank you again and uh that's our dino dad chat all right man <laughs> all right cool. yeah well, it was nice well, talking to you man yeah yeah I, I usually give a little i'll give you a quick call after this okay all right cool sounds all good right, bye. Bye.